Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Whiskey Mistress, and it's a show. She knows about whiskey and stuff. Hi, this you is Debbie Shocare on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? It's whiskey time. I have had the lovely opportunity of tasting American Eagle bourbon. And I have to tell you, eat your heart out, it's not available in the United States, my American uh, listeners. I know I have listeners around the world, but uh, eat your heart out, Americans. I was so excited to receive this. Um, the, the fine folks across the pond in England from Halewood Wines and Spirits. Now, they are the largest independent producer and distributor of alcohol in the UK. They were kind enough to send me a bottle of it. And uh, it is sourced American bourbon. It's 84% corn. And it is a four-year, uh, the bottle that I have is was matured for four years. It's called American Eagle Bourbon. And when I first uh, was contacted by these nice people, just just the nicest people. They, I, I asked them, I said, how can you call this a bourbon? Because, you know, a bourbon has to be made in America. And they said, we sourced it in Tennessee, and then we bottled it in the UK. So it actually is a true American bourbon style whiskey. They, they wanted to add an American style whiskey to their portfolio and to be able to offer it to, um, all of their their customer base and so they did and it's the label says it's a Tennessee bourbon whiskey which uh, makes me chuckle because it is mellowed through charcoal it has gone through that Lincoln County process and I'm not going to get into that argument that many of you know of which I speak but they covered their bases by calling it a Tennessee bourbon whiskey and this has got this lovely square, uh, well, not square so much as rectangular bottle shape. I love these rectangular bottles. They, they remind me of apothecary bottles. You know, it always makes me think of the Wild West, which we all romanticize no matter how dirty, dingy, and stinky it probably was. Uh, but it, it also would fit nicely in a, in a well, in a bar. Um, but it has this beautiful, beautiful printed gold eagle logo on it. It's like printed ink, shiny, 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 so pretty. And what's interesting also about the label is it's green. And here in America, usually when you see a whiskey that has a green label on it, it usually signifies that it's a rye whiskey, but uh, that's probably not so uh, necessary to denote um, in the UK and in Europe, but it does have a green label and I was fortunate enough to taste it. I want to tell you all about it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pour myself some here. Here we go. It's a beautiful bottle. As I said, I love looking at liquor bottles. They're so interesting. The color on this one, it's this beautiful straw color. I mean, it's a, a really a golden straw color. I don't know um, what the other mash bill is in this, but I do know that the aroma on it, and it's a very, very high cor corn content, 84%. The, the aroma here is, uh, 
very buttery and very um it's like like corny kind of kind of like popcorn sweet vanilla and caramel so i guess i guess like caramel corn which i'm totally okay with and uh i'm gonna add a little bit of water remember when you're tasting a whiskey especially for the first time add about a half a teaspoon of water after you've nosed it the first time because you want to break through the surface tension of those glycols and release some of those lower notes so that you can experience them before you actually taste the whiskey. So hold on, hold on, here we go. Yeah, see? That, that little bit of water, there's this, there are these light raisiny notes. There's just, just a little bit of citrus and, 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 and a touch of, of, uh, of oak. Um, but it's it's really it's very fruity and that, that caramel is still in there. But but that buttery popcorn thing just sort of it, it's this over over overarching um, aroma note. I'm gonna go ahead and taste it, and I'm gonna hold it in my mouth for four or five seconds because that's what us whiskey lovers do when we want to enjoy a whiskey. Remember, whenever you taste a whiskey, hold it in your mouth for four or five seconds and talk amongst yourselves. Find something interesting. Um, no fighting. No fighting, please. I'll be back in four or five seconds. Here we go. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, this one is, it's interesting. The beginning of, uh, the beginning of the finish it, it, it's, it starts off a very acerbic, which I have to tell you, I do not like. I do not like any acerbic nature to whiskey, but that passes very quickly. And it is followed by this, this creamy, creamy white chocolate thing. And like, there's still this vanilla and this, there's a little bit of spiciness, which is, which is kind of fun. It's a medium finish, but I've never had a whiskey that had a creamy white chocolate finish to it. There, I've had whiskeys, uh, it's unusual to have a chocolate finish to it, but this one, a white chocolate, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful finish. You just have to get past that first acerbic kick. Now, this American Eagle bourbon runs $30 to $35 where you can find it. And again, it's not available in the U.S. Um, at the moment. But I think that's a very, very, very fair price for it. Um, it's It's very different to any Irish uh, or or Scotch whiskeys, and I think that I think that Halewood was very very smart to include this in their portfolio. This is one that you could enjoy as a sipper. I think it would do very very well in a cocktail. Um, it might lend itself to an old fashioned. I think it would be very very nice with just a, a ginger beer. Um, you could make a uh, a Presbyterian. Uh, go with the ginger ale, or you could go with the ginger beer, which has a little bit richer flavor. And I really think that that richer flavor of the ginger beer, and when you're going to get ginger beer, go to get a really good quality one. Don't go cheap. Um, because it's only, I mean, it's only a dollar or two more to get the really good ones. And if you're going to bother getting ginger beer, get good quality ingredients. I am totally digressing, but let me remind you of something. Cocktails are the corollary to good cuisine. You start off with good quality ingredients, you end up with a great product. 
You start off with crap, well, there you go. That's what you have. So I'm saying, if you're going to spring for ginger beer, get a good one. And I'll go back to what I was saying. I think that this American Eagle bourbon would lend itself very well to a ginger beer because that extra deep richness of the ginger beer would mask that acerbic uh, that initial acerbic flush of the finish. And I think it would complement the the candy nature of, of the, the rest of the finish. I think it would be wonderful. I, I highly recommend this. Uh, I would give this a good solid B. And I think that uh, maybe a B plus. Um, if you can find it, get it and try it. And a big thanks out there to the folks at Halewood Wines and Spirits. If you're able to get it and uh, source it through them or through any of their distributors outside of the U.S., tell them the Whiskey Mistress sent you. And there you go. We just had bourbon from across the pond. American Eagle four-year Tennessee bourbon whiskey. I want to go there. A ticket to Tecate. <laughs> if you're a regular listener, first of all, thank you. But if you are, then you've no doubt heard me refer to beer as baby whiskey. And it is, really. Its production stops short of distillation and leaves it as beer, a fermented, tasty beverage with an average commercial ABV, uh, that's alcohol by volume, of about 5%. So, that having been said, I'll bet you've not heard of this. There is a train that runs from Campo, California, which is way down just above the border in Mexico, to Tecate. Yes, that Tecate. It's a town. Uh, The ride begins at the Southern Pacific Railway Museum and Depot, in Campo, and runs right the way through the desert on rails across the border to Tecate. And it stops there at the train station, which just happens to be right next to the Tecate Brewery. And after a leisurely stop for lunch and a tour of the brewery, which, yes, it does include one beer, uh, if you're age appropriate, uh, you then head back to the train for the return trip home. You do need your passport. You do have to fill out a customs declaration for the return into the U.S. because you are, you know, crossing international borders. But what an amazing, fun day it would be. Now, I first heard about this on an episode of Huell Hauser. I don't know if it was California Gold or Visiting with Huell Hauser. Now, Huell Hauser, he's one of my heroes. He was an amazing host. He's long since gone. But he had several shows on PBS here in Southern California in which he spotlighted different things um, all throughout the state. And he had this infectious enthusiasm, and he made anyone he was speaking to feel like they were the absolute most important person in the room. He was just, just amazing, and he never lost that beautiful Tennessee accent. He, he, would, he would say, I'm Hugh Hauser, and I mean, he'd been in California for 30 years. It was just, just amazing, but at any rate... Um, I saw on this particular show, he was he was highlighting this train to Tecate. It was filmed in 2006. 
And Huell was a great listener. He he took the train to Tecate. He rode the train from Campo into Tecate and highlighted the railroad museum, the historic rail journey. It was only like a 12-mile journey. And it was very, very popular. Yeah, yeah, I did. I said was. You see, the Tecate excursion went through a historic tunnel that was blasted right through solid rock and opened back in 1915. When the train entered the tunnel in America, it then exited just 600 feet later in Mexico. And it was an amazing, amazing feat of engineering at that time. It was replacing long journeys by stagecoach. The train literally stopped in front of the Tecate Brewery, where passengers were met by a guide. And yes, the beer was named after the town and not the other way around. And after the tour, um, a sample of beer and lunch and passengers could roam the town market until it was time to get back on board the train for the return trip. And oh, I mean, it was so cool when you watch um, this episode or any, really any video about this excursion, even though you're just, what, maybe maybe 100 yards from uh, the border, it felt like you were right there in central Mexico. It was just so, so beautiful and so um I don't know, so peaceful and so lovely. Unfortunately, what happened was in 2009, what is known as Tunnel Number 3, the one between the U.S. and Mexican border and the city of Tecate, well, it burned and collapsed. And there was there was a decision made. They decided to daylight the tunnel, which means um, which means they actually it sounds just like what it's it is just what it sounds like where you actually rip it open from the top and expose the whole thing to daylight so it actually becomes an open open rail track uh, so they were going to daylight the tunnel and then relay the tracks so that they could open it back up unfortunately and i don't know why they didn't figure this out beforehand but um I wasn't on the deciding committee, but once they actually daylighted it, it began to suffer landslides along the sides of that old tunnel, and it it made it still impassable. And since March 2009, I mean, that's a full 10 years since the fire in tunnel number three. Since March 2019, no real progress has been made in restoring it or restoring the rail service. So until it has been fully repaired Obviously, the ticket to Tecate rail service has been indefinitely suspended. And the only way you can really experience it is by watching videos. And if you're going to do that, I really recommend watching the Huell Hauser episode. It's been over 11 years, folks. I don't know if they're ever going to um, really restore it. I feel really bad for the businesses there in the plaza adjacent to the Tecate station. I'm sure the passengers brought in a, a nice chunk of business there. Oh, well, I can still dream and I can still hope that one day it will be running again because you know what? I want to go there. Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, if there's any corrections that you have for me, you know I don't mind that. Please make sure you send me an email at Believe in the Whiskey Mistress at gmail.com. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, in the whiskey, with an E, mistress, at gmail.com. Join me next time on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress on the Believe Podcast the Network. Whiskey Mistress, and it's her show. She knows about whiskey.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.